The human brain is a lot more malleable than scientists originally thought not all that long ago. In fact, it's malleable to the point that how we think and what we think about can actually affect the brain physically. So when it comes to raising our kids, what we say and how we say it can actually build our child's brain matter, and in some cases, make our child smarter? Well, now it's actually biblical, and uh, believe it or not, these same biblical child-rearing principles that have been taught for centuries are now being supported by modern science. Not only has the Bible always been a wonderful training manual for raising kids, but it's been around a whole lot longer than modern psychology has to test its veracity. So we think perhaps it's time that we learn the science behind eating the word on parenting. That's today on Licensed to Parent. Well, hello, you science lovers, and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis. Our host and the man who moved to the head of his science class is Trace Embry, the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, and I'm Rich Rosel, the guy who was late to lab and had to wash all the beakers. <laughs> and Trace, here at Shepherds Hill, you've known for a long time now that what our kids are exposed to and what they really believe about themselves themselves actually does affect body and brain chemistry. So I'm sure it's encouraging to you when someone comes along like today's guest and gives you some actual science to support what Shepherd Hill has been doing for years to help bring healing to kids and families from all around the world, hasn't it? Oh, boy. Uh, you're, you're right, Rich. You know, way back in, in Shepherd Hill Academy's infancy, we, we, we actually didn't know uh, a lot about the science behind what we were doing. Uh, but I'm not sure many people did back then. Uh, all we knew is that when we interacted with these kids according to their own particular bent, uh, the principles of Scripture, of course, and a safe, authoritative community environment free of the toxic influences of our de-civilizing culture, incredible things happened in these kids. Yeah. And, and, and though I hesitate to uh, you know, throw around the word miracle too cavalierly, uh, the, the parents of these kids— Certainly wouldn't. I mean, they, they talk about the miraculous, because these are kids, you know, one foot in jail, one foot in the grave, and these parents are astonished uh, uh, when, when their year is up here. Um, then when we, just, uh, when we started seeing, you know, some of the scientific support that backed up what God said we should just simply take by faith in Scripture, it made that much more sense to us. But we, we know that even a, a lot of Christian parents these days seem to put more stock in science than they do in the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, doctors, uh, rather than grandparents or pastors, are now the go-to sages for parenting advice and assistance, many of whom have never even had kids of their own. But, but, but really, uh, how's it been working for us? And, and while doctors are too often too quick to medicate kids, kids who come to Shepherd's Hill and pharmacies full of medications are most often leaving medication-free, about 70% uh, to be exact. Of course, this doesn't happen overnight, but it's still valid evidence to much of what today's guest is going to share with us today. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to hearing more of the, of the science behind God's Word uh, with our guest in the course of this discussion. Yeah. Well, our guest is Dr. Caroline Leaf. She is a cognitive neuroscientist with a Ph.D. in communication pathology and a B.S.C. in logopedics and audiology, specializing in metacognitive and cognitive neuropsychology. And I've now probably used up my entire scientific vocabulary all in that one <laughs> sentence. 
But uh, since the early 1980s, Dr. Leaf has uh, been studying and researching the mind-brain connection. She did some of the initial research back in the late 80s showing the neuroplasticity of the brain, and that's what we were talking about uh, during the opening. Her real-world neuroscience research, which is becoming popular now as a research tool, helps people develop and change their thinking and their subsequent behavior, something you've seen here at Shepherd's Hill. This includes patients with traumatic brain injury, CTE, ADD, ADHD, autism, dementia, emotional trauma, and other mental health issues. Uh, Dr. Leaf has published a number of articles in academic journals and consumer publications. She also has her own weekly TV show on TBN. You may have seen her. She frequently lectures to both Christian and secular audiences worldwide. Her goal being to link scientific principles of the brain to spiritual, intellectual, and emotional issues in simple and practical ways. By the way, she's also written several books on this topic, including Switch on Your Brain and the book we're talking about today, The Perfect You, A Blueprint for Identity. Well, Dr. Caroline, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Thank you. It's an honor. Can you talk about the premise of your latest book, The Perfect You? Well, if I could um, back up two steps just related to how you were talking about your, you know, the school and, and the work you're doing with the children mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the concept of science backing up the Bible, I just want to throw something out there as a, as a, as a different way of thinking about this and the fact that by, by the mere fact that all knowledge comes from God, so we know that, so right. that's a moot, a, a moot statement, but the words knowledge comes from the word skera, and skera is the original word for science. So science is God's stuff. So when we talk science, we're not just talking neuroscience or brain science or physics. We're actually talking about every single piece of knowledge in the entire world. That's exactly right. God has given us this knowledge for us to understand creation, ourselves, spirit, soul, and body, and in the world that we live in. So when we use science correctly, we're actually getting to know God and his principles and how to function. So that's how I approach science, not as the split that it has been in the church world for so long. Amen. Spirituality goes one way and science goes the other. It's ridiculous because, you know, science wasn't invented by itself. It wasn't a self-emergent thing. Mm-hmm. And and, that, and what we find is that the most advanced science currently and the most fundamental science is quantum physics, which is the most um, solid scientific theory that's ever existed and the most proven scientific theory that's ever existed, which is quite interesting because it's fundamental to everything, Funda- fundamental to how we think. It's fundamental to showing that God is the source of everything and that in him we live, move, and have our being. When I analyze scientific papers, for example, um, it's always very interesting to see how they twist the discussion portions and the interpretations and the results to try and move it away from God back to what we call reductionism, trying to make us part of the physical and trying to reduce everything down to the physical components. And that has resulted in a very um, materialistic worldview, which That's has resulted exactly in the right. way children are being, ad- children's issues are being, and adults' issues are being addressed currently, where we've seen as literally biological automatums. And it's coming from the premise of the brain. Um, is producing the mind and the behavior. So if there's a behavioral issue, mm-hmm. it's not the child, it's the right, brain. Right. And therefore, it's internalized and made the, it made the child's fault, literally. And then they medicated with medications that aren't medications. They're actually um, drugs that literally are lobotomy-type drugs yeah. on the brain. And that set children up, that, like, for example, your ADD medications, um, which aren't medications, they're drugs. They basically set kids up for... Um, you know, for for major mental health issues, because right. 
actually damaging the brain. So we see a typical pattern. We see a child on average being diagnosed, and I'm talking generalities around seven, with um, the, 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 the label of ADHD, which is not even a scientific term, hasn't even been proven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a symptomatic description. It's not actually a disorder at all. It's not a disease at all. But they are so-called diagnosed, put on medication, and it takes around 15 years. And around 22, you start seeing children manifesting after this many years of being on medications. You start seeing them manifesting with all kinds of other behavioral problems, which right. are then further medicated and then you land up with children that um, come into your system right. where they aren't, they are actually victims of a very, very um, incorrect system. Corrupt, I would say, corrupt system and, and very political system. We've done programs on this, exposing this, but would you, would you agree that f- false premises are the root of all of our, or virtually all of our parenting problems? Um, well, pretty much, you wouldn't say you couldn't say all because there's always the individual experience. Virtually, you know, the individual yeah, I mean, yeah. Who comes to the table with, um, you know, the as you know, their own experiences, and that there's the whole epigenetic effect of things coming through the bloodline and so on, which is very, very scientific and very spiritual. Um, but yeah, there's the, just you know the current management of as soon as your child, you know, it's, it's manifesting with normal childhood behaviors. We told that this is this is wrong. This is not normal. If you look right. at the d- description of why of the criteria used to diagnose, supposedly diagnose the supposed disease of ADHD, you'll see that they are normal childhood behaviours. You know, and so yeah. who, who says what's normal and what's not normal? So we, you know, we've got we, we're not allowing our children to be children. We're not allowing them to run around and and express themselves and explore and. You know, so this is where it's very important that we take the knowledge that God has given us and, and learn how to manage it correctly and learn from it. And, you know, my research back in the 80s, I was one of the first researchers, as you read, out to deal with neuroplasticity. And the reason I went into that was because I was thrown into a field where I was told the brain can't change. And once a child's got whatever disorder, whatever label, um, that's it. They've got that for the rest of their life. They need right. to compensate. It was also around the time that the label ADHD had just, come out, Prozac had just been released, the DSM-3 um, DSM had just been released. So there was a whole move, and I'll never forget one of my professors saying that this is a big problem, that within the next 30 years we are going to have a major problem with our children, and what that professor said was exactly what and, has happened. And you didn't need to be a prophet to make that statement. All you needed no, to do no, was see what was going on. Exactly. It's gone a, a toxic cycle. And this is where with, with the work that I've done, and it's difficult in a short period of time to summarize it all, but essentially what it shows is that when we, when we realize the power of free will and the power of choice and the in, impact that it has on our actual genome, which is then inside every single cell, which is then inside the, obviously the brain and the body, when you realize that your thoughts are driving 19, up to 99% of how your actual physical cells, which then are translate up into your physical brain and body um, are being impacted and as we are thinking we are literally changing brain structure because of the spirit soul body connection Mm -hmm. and that's kind of in essence what I've researched looking at how our thinking changes our behavior and how we have to look at mind training as opposed to medication um, and you know or dragging our children Mm -hmm. dragging our adults dragging our I don't believe there's ever, ever an indication from the research I've done and from the extensive research out there um, that we have to medicate our children. We have to train our children. We have to teach our children. We have to love our children. All the things that you right. sound like you're doing at school. Right. 
It's just masking the symptoms. But 99%, please correct me if I'm wrong, does that mean that 99% of our mental, physical maladies come from our thought process? Is that what you're saying? 75, the, the, the oldest statistic was 75 to 98%. And as we are advancing scientifically, we are seeing that the, the major signal that affects how we are functioning is, our, is, our, is, is this mind signal, which is up to 98%. The balance is biological. So in other words, what we are ingesting through food, medication, etc. Mm-hmm. The problem with drugs like um, Ritalin and, and you know, the psychotropics and those kind of things is that they, um, they, disturb, they literally cause neurological brain damage. So not only do right. they dampen the emotions, but they actually physically damage the brain. Um, and that's why we see such physical changes and mental changes in people. And then when people come off them, because your brain's had to adapt, because as soon as you put anything into your brain, your brain changes. Mm-hmm. So whether it's a thought or whether it's a physical substance, your brain will change. It's plastic. So when it comes to changing our thoughts, we change our brain. When it comes to changing, going off medications, for example, our brain goes through periods of withdrawal, and there's obviously a time factor involved. And that's why we see a lot of symptoms manifesting as the brain is healing. But sure. The symptoms manifest from withdrawal can be more dangerous than the, sometimes more as dangerous as the medication because mm-hmm. of the, you know, just the changes that the brain goes through. So, so yes, the signal of the mind is the dominant. Do you see any time in the, in the near future that, that more people like you and myself and others are going to uh, actually enlighten the masses, the, uh, the lemming-like masses who are deceived to what the uh, secular mental health field is actually doing to our entire nation and, 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 and a lot of the world? It's happening extensively already. There's a huge anti-psychiatry movement. There's, um, I mean, I have I reach millions with my TV show and my books. There's a lot of people like me. There's hundreds of books out there. So, yes, it's definitely changing. There's a huge move. In Europe, there's a big awareness. Parents have had enough. There's more than a million survivor sites. So this is why, you know, in, in my book, what I've tried to do is to help people to recognize that they have this incredible power in their mind, that God has given them the ability to use their mind, that their mind is truly powerful and it changes the brain, which is all that science that we've covered, that there really is science showing that as you're thinking, you are actually changing the physical structure of your brain. And what science has shown is that there isn't a single protein structure, anything in the human physical body or brain that is not that is designed for anything toxic. We only designed for healthy thinking. So when we talk about the perfect you nature, we're talking about this ability that that mankind made in God's image has to be able to think well, feel well and choose well. And when we do that, things go well in our body, in our brain, and if we don't they they, they get they become toxic. Toxic manifestations are things like the mental ill health, the uh, learning issues, etc., etc., but those are not death sentences. Those are not life sentences. Those are things that can be overcome. Mm-hmm. And with this perfect you nature, the, the, the big part of this book has a um, profile that you fill in that, that you can take as long as you want. There's no time limit. There's no expiration date because it's getting to know you and how you uniquely think, feel, and choose. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets you to self-evaluate, to self-regulate, no, it's not a test. It's a way of helping people to explore and think deeply in a very self-evaluative way. Yeah, and I think very- that's a problem with a lot of Americans today is we, we're so busy and preoccupied with things. We don't think too deeply. And I want to know, ask you how, uh, how can more parents actually uh, – or what can they do to, to challenge doctors who are, who are just very quick to medicate their kids? Uh, <laughs> 
Parents need to become equipped with knowledge, and that's also why I've written my books. They're written for the layperson with the science, with lots of references. A lot of my, a lot of people take my books to their doctors. A lot of doctors are in our network that follow us. So, so doctors are very open to mm-hmm. not all of them, but the majority. And if a parent is informed, knowledge is, is really is power. So if a parent can go and say, look, I don't believe my child has this diagnosis. I don't want another. You know, doctors are not trained in mind. I have to tell you that they have no training in mind. They're trained in a biomedical model. They train to look for symptoms, they diagnose symptoms right. and fix machines, literally. Yeah. And so when it comes to mind, your medical doctor is not going to give you the best answers. Psychologists and psychiatrists are pretty much approaching it from the same angle. They, and obviously, that I'm talking in general, you have some incredible psychiatrists and doctors sure. and things, uh, people out there, and I know a lot of them, a lot of them are in my network, that are, um, are, are mind-focused. But this is something that's not a natural not naturally trained. So parents need to take a lot of, the biggest practical parenting, get knowledge, get wisdom, get understanding. Read these books, read the knowledge. That'll change the way that you manage your parenting from, from absolutely at the outset. We know that knowledge is important, uh, but we also know that uh, one of the most popular vehicles, uh, well, the most popular vehicle uh, for kids to get knowledge today is their, is their smartphones, which I don't believe they should have in the first place. Uh, personally, and that's a whole other story. But uh, uh, how do parents, uh, if they want their kids to have knowledge and they want knowledge of themselves, how, how where's the balance between the, the the knowledge that you can get on those gadgets and the some of the destructive uh, uh, outworking of what those gadgets are actually doing in the lives of our kids? Well, the, the the simple the simple answer to that is that you should be interacting with your child. You should be spending a lot of time with your Amen. child. You shouldn't. You're, you know, there, there's a huge problem now of loneliness. So this generation is growing up with tremendous loneliness in terms of the fact that they're on their smartphones and they're communicating, but they're actually not interacting. So mm-hmm. that's a big second thing. Get knowledge number two, interact with your child. Get to know your child. Have conversations with your child. We brought our four children up. I've got four children. We brought them up talking, thinking, asking questions. Right. Teach, and, teach them how to use their cell phone. Teach them how to look at the right knowledge. Limit the time. Um, like we used to, we, when my kids were growing up, if they watched an hour of TV, they had to read for an hour. So you balance things. You limit the... Right. It's, it's really you take... It, it's, it's very much interact with your child. So many parents saying, how do I do this? And they're desperately throwing up their arms. But you are the parent. Amen. Get to know your child. Talk to them. Amen. If you spend time with them. Walk with them. Listen to them. Don't constantly control them. Listen to them. Listen to their heart. Make your, you should become the go-to source for everything that these kids want. They should be coming to you because they should feel safe. If they tell you shocking things, well, rather them tell you that than they tell other people. It's safe at home. It's safe with you. So as parents, if you learn to listen and interact with your child, it will transform how they use social media, how they use TV, and how they interact and the choices that they make. Mm -hmm. The book we're talking about is The Perfect You, A Blueprint for Identity, Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is author, speaker, television host, the author of the book, The Perfect You, Dr. Caroline Leaf. We've got to take a brief break on Licensed to Parent. We will be right back. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated. 
Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And if you'd like to hear any of the other conversations we've had about being intentional parents and renewing your license to parent, you'll find it on our website at licensedtoparent.org. Today, a very important topic aligning what we tend to think of as science with what we know to be God's Word and showing how much they support each other. Our guest is the fascinating Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's done a lot of work over the years in uh, the study of neuroplasticity. And uh, we're talking about her book, The Perfect You, A Blueprint for Identity. And uh, Dr. Caroline, we've talked about, you know, how the mind controls um, what the brain does and, and controls, in fact, how the brain grows and develops and changes. What about negativity on brain development? And I'm thinking of the parent who is perhaps a bit more critical than he or she should be and is perhaps often putting down the child rather than lifting up and encouraging and celebrating the the victories uh, in life. Uh, what sort of effect does that have physically on the brain's makeup? Neg- you know, negativity that comes through in terms of breaking a person down, it's heartbreaking, it's hard for an adult, so it's worse for a child because they don't have all the, obviously the cognitive development and so on, the metacognitive development's not in place. It literally builds into the brain physically with, as a toxic thought. So thoughts are real things that occupy mental real estate. Thoughts are made of proteins. Thoughts are the result of the mind thinking and choosing and feeling and causing genetic expression. So literally we build thoughts. So if you are, have negative thoughts spoken over you and you process that, you take that in, you think about it, you feel you experience and you actually choose to believe it, you then wire that into your brain. And if it's constantly repeated, it can then uh, feel like it's part of you. Meanwhile, it's not who you are, it's who you have become as a result of a mindset. So it's very often when children grow up and they realize as they enter into early adulthood and you know late adolescence, early adulthood, and they realize they've got certain ways of reacting in relationships and things, and they realize this is actually 
stem back from I haven't you know from something that my father always said or something my mother always said. Sometimes it is a constant harshness on a parent's side. Sometimes it's a parent with good intentions saying it wrong. You know, sometimes it, it's you know that's why clarification and qualification of statements is vitally important in mm. any communication and mm-hmm. especially with children. Yeah. So you know, if you're going to tell your child that is really not a nice thing to do or you've done the wrong thing, explain why. There was a whole parenting model where. You just, I say you do it, therefore you do it because I'm the parent. That is the worst thing you can do to a child. You're not teaching them anything. You're just teaching them to feel authority. You need to teach them that this is wrong, but this is why. These are the reasons. So you teach them, you give them reasons. So, but putting people down, that actually wires toxicity and causes neurochemical chaos, creates stress, increases the chance and vulnerability to, of, of, for illness for um, 75 to 98%. And I'm not just talking about... Um, you know, I'm talking about the big stuff, you know, we, we precursors to cancer, mm. cardiovascular disease, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to be very careful how we handle the other side of negativity. And I just have to say to balance it, there is a movement as well that's been quite popular in parenting, and that's to constantly build up the child. So it's almost, it's toxic, but in, in a, it seems positive, but it's also very toxic. And that is letting child experience failure, pretending that, you know, they've always got to win. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, you're not saying that rebuke is a bad thing because I mean Paul rebuked the Apostle Peter to his face. I mean he tells the Galatians, you know, he uses language, "You foolish Galatians, who 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 has bewitched you?" And Jesus and John the Baptist both called their religious and political leaders, their authority figures, names for crying out loud to make their point. So, uh, what are we to make of that in light of our discussion today? Well, that's exactly my point. If something's not right, how are you going to learn if you don't tell someone? But it's how you deliver the message. Sure. So that's, that's the important thing. It's delivered in love. So if you're delivering a message in love, it's going to come through very positive. And if you're giving reasons and you listen, and this is a big problem with parenting. Parents don't listen to their children because of the whole authority figure thing. Mm-hmm. We need to listen as well. So we've got to rebuke if it's wrong, but rebuke in love. And that's kind, it's gentle, it's all the fruits of the Spirit, and it's reasoning, it's teaching them to think, it's giving, and it's talking through the issues, because every behavior that we, everything we do was first a thought. And every and right. children in misperceptions can have all kinds of weird thoughts, and they can manifest in ways that we don't understand. And behaviors are telling you things. When your children are doing something, it's telling you something. And you as the parent should try and help them to deal with that and express that. They don't always have the language. Mm-hmm. So you need to be able to help them express that and explore that emotion and dig through that emotion. So, yes, if something's wrong, you do need to address it. And, and you use the key word there, too, though, and that's speaking the truth in love. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. We've got to bring a close to today's program. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been author, speaker, and television host, Dr. Caroline Leaf. You'll find her television programs on uh, TBN. And, uh, of course, the book we've been discussing is The Perfect You, A Blueprint for Identity. Dr. Leaf, I've been on your website, and you've got a lot of resources that go with the book itself. So we certainly want to send folks there if they'd like to learn more. That's drleaf.com. That's D-R-L-E-A-F.com. And thanks so much for uh, for being on the program yes, today. Ma'am. And we hope we can uh, get past the tip of the iceberg and go a little deeper on, a, on another broadcast, if you'd be so Absolutely. willing. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on. And with great questions, I enjoyed them. Thank you. you. Thank you. And this is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. A reminder, you find us online at licensedtoparent.org. 
We produce this program to share some of the hard lessons that come from working with troubled teens day after day in the hopes that your family may avoid some of the heartache and avoid the need for a residential program for your team. As always, if you can help our work financially, and we certainly hope that you will, please click the donate button at the top of the page at licensedtoparent.org and become one of our ministry partners. Your gift can help the work that we do at Shepherd's Hill and can help the less fortunate families who may need residential care but can't afford it. A donation in any amount will certainly be a blessing and the need is great right now. Just click the donate button when you visit licensedtoparent.org and thank you in advance. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trey Sembry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time.